Blog Talk Radio. Hello, you've reached Linda Campbell, and welcome to HypnoBits. Uh, I am the <laughs> director of the Association of Clinical Counseling Hypnotherapists and Educators, and I am a registered clinical counseling hypnotherapist. HypnoBits is a show geared towards students and practitioners of hypnotherapy, and every Friday is newbie questions. So I have one question today that I want to go into in a little bit of depth because there's actually a few different answers to this question. Uh, This is a question that came from one of our CASH members, so the Canadian Association of Counseling Hypnotherapists and Educators. We have a forum where people can go in and have their questions answered and get support, that sort of thing. And so in our business forum, Sarah asked the question, I am wondering if anyone can offer any advice on how to write a letter to doctors to ask them for referrals. I'm specifically wondering how to word the letter without offending the doctor. Probably, so you know how those antidepressants you described don't actually work most of the time isn't the best way to go. Also, what information should I include? Are there any specific studies worth looking into? Any information or advice would be appreciated. So this is a really good question because... If you can get a couple of doctors in your pocket referring to you, your practice can be set. The problem, of course, for doctors is that they've got five or ten minutes to spend with a potential or with a potential client, with your potential client, with a, uh, oh, my gosh, with a patient. And so they can't necessarily take a whole lot of time to delve into the person's background or history or childhood or upbringing. They're basically looking for what are the symptoms and what is the best way to relieve this symptom. Typically, that's going to be some kind of intervention like a medication or a treatment of some type. So there's very little that they can do as far as working on the psychological reasons for a person's problem or you know, the history that has contributed to the person's problem. So doctors are aware of this. I mean, they know that depression and anxiety come from our experiences in life. They know that although they may be telling people to lose weight, that making a lifelong you know, habitual habit change is going to be difficult for people. Same thing with giving up smoking. Uh, they know that when somebody has insomnia, you know, the best that they can do is tell them to, you know, meditate or listen to calming music or, you know, make sure you're not doing anything too stimulating in your bedroom or take these pills. But they're aware that there can be historical reasons for the person having sleep issues. So the real answer to this question is that let's look at part one first, the question about how to word a letter to the doctor. Obviously, you're not going to be focusing on what you're doing isn't working. It's not about them and what they're doing wrong. It's about what you as a hypnotherapist can offer, what aspects of the problem that you can treat that the doctor doesn't necessarily have time to treat. So you're focusing on a specific goal, first off, so that you can reference exactly how hypnosis can help with that specific goal. And this is an important piece of this, because if you're just like, hey, send me clients, I can help with everything, what compels the doctor to send you something? But if you pick a particular thing you want to work on, you want to work on helping people with high blood pressure, you want to work on helping insomniacs, you want to work on helping people quit smoking, you want to work on helping people with diabetes, you want to work on... Get the idea? So think of a specific goal that a person would be going to the doctor with and then brainstorm how exactly can hypnosis help with this. So, for example, uh, people go to the doctor with diabetes and typically they're being given insulin or they're being told how to manage their diabetes. But often people need to make changes in their lifestyle 
such as adding in exercise or changing how they eat, and hypnotherapy can be really useful in helping people make behavioral changes. So that's what you would want to put in a letter to the doctor. Hello, Dr. So-and-so, I am fill in the blank with your name. I'm a registered clinical hypnotherapist or whatever your title is. One of the areas that I do a lot of work in is in the area of helping diabetics to make the lifestyle changes necessary to keep their diabetes under control. Some of those changes may be to acquire a healthier diet, to get exercise regularly. Uh, Hypnosis has been proven to be very effective in behavioral change. You might give a little case study or a little example. You might also reference the um, psychological reasons for people holding on to weight. You know, for example, you might say that one of the things that you work on is helping people to understand any of the contributing factors such as stress or, you know, past experiences that have made them feel on some level that they need to hang on to weight so that they can identify and then address those particular reasons. So hoping that's making sense. So diabetes, People often need to make behavioral changes with regards to how they're eating or exercising. Hypnotherapy can be very good at helping people to make those behavioral changes, as well as identifying any unconscious reasons why the person may have been resistant to in the past. That's what you're going to say to the doctor. Let's pick another example. How about anxiety or depression? A lot of people are going to the doctor with anxiety or depression. So again, what you would want to say to the doctor is, I know that you're aware that a person's childhood or life experiences can impact on them emotionally, leading to anxiety or depression. With hypnotherapy, I can help a client to put those experiences into perspective so they no longer affect the client negatively. So you're not saying, hey, (laughs) so-and-so, those meds that you're giving them aren't working. What you're saying is medication is one solution. Another solution or another piece of the problem is working on the background that has contributed to the person's uh, emotional problems. Uh, You may also want to add in, I do not take my client to relive a traumatic event, because wouldn't this suck if, uh, if in fact, that's the work you're doing where you're not, you know, dragging them over the coals, making them relive all of their past traumas. The doctor could be really good about referring people to you for anxiety and depression, but if the person thinks that they're going to have to go through all their trauma and relive it, it wouldn't matter how many (laughs) doctor referrals you're given if the person's not going to follow through because they're afraid, they're not going to come to see you. So you may want to include as well, I don't take my client back to relive any traumatic events. My work involves looking at what they came to believe about themselves or about the world as a result of those events, and we work on reframing the beliefs. Now, one of the problems with doctor referrals is you're leaving it up to the doctor to pass your message on to the client. So the best way to do this would be to have a rack card or an information package or something that you can leave with the doctor that they can give to the client. Because again, the doctor may say, hey, you should go see a hypnotherapist. Here's a name I can give you for your depression. But then the person's worried about hypnosis. <laughs> they're worried about they're going to bark like a dog or they're going to have to go back through all their traumas or you're going to control their minds. So in your information package, you might want to have like Q&A about hypnosis or myths and you know myths about hypnosis, what actually happens. You may want to have an explanation of what you actually do to address their specific issue. So when it comes to depression or anxiety, you might explain where depression and anxiety typically stem from and the type of work that you do is around identifying the causes of the depression or anxiety, working through the experiences without reliving any trauma. It's a non-invasive 
And again, that helps the client to get a, a better understanding of exactly what they're getting into when they come to see you. Okay, so let's pick about something like impotence, right? Doctors often are prescribing um, blood pressure pills or some other way of treating this physically, but you may want to know or you may want to include in your letter to the doctor or your material for the clients, as you know, this can be a psychological problem and not just a physical one. So hypnotherapy can help to identify and address the psychological problem underlying impotence. Uh, this can be used for a number of issues, of course. Oftentimes the doctor is treating something physical that isn't necessarily purely physical, right? So high blood pressure can be influenced by stress. So talking to the doctor about how you can help the client to reduce their stress. You can teach them stress reduction techniques. You can help them to develop a different mindset so that they're able to put stressful events into perspective more easily, almost like cognitive behavioral therapy, but it tends to go deeper and acts more quickly because you're addressing the client on a subconscious level. So again, what I would suggest to you when it comes to coming up with how do I get referrals from doctors you come up with a specific goal you want to work on. What is it you actually want to help people with? You look at what you can say to the doctor about how hypnosis can address that. You put it together in an information package. Maybe there's a cover letter for the doctor specifically, and then rack cards or something that you can put information on, not just a business card. A business card is useless as far as I'm concerned, unless you've actually made contact with the person People need to understand hypnosis. They need to understand your approach. They need to have some questions answered. So an information sheet or an information package that a client can read through a brochure of some kind so that they know you're not going to control their mind and make them bark like dogs. Uh, then you're also going to want to make sure that when you drop this off to the doctor, you're going to be leaving it with the receptionist. Don't ask to see the doctor. Doctors are busy, and probably if you irritate them by showing up and asking to speak to the doctor, your stuff is going right in the trash. I would do a follow-up as well, so do a little, you know. <laughs> I would create a, a map for myself of, like, here's where all the doctors treating this particular issue are or the GPs that are, you know, in this particular area are, I would take a day and go around to all the different offices and drop off my information. And then in a week or so, I would go back with another, you know, has the doctor had an opportunity to look through? If not, here's another package. Again, they're busy. Your stuff might have just got pushed aside. So you want to be persistent. You want to go back a few times. Don't think that you're going to be able to drop off a business card <laughs> and then the doctor's just going to automatically start sending you a bunch of people. And this is the case with any type of referral. Oftentimes, a person has to hear your name several times before they'll, it'll actually you know, tweak in their mind for them to come and see you. So you may have to let the doctor know that you're still out there, still addressing this issue several times before the doctor starts to send people to you. So what's the specific goal you want to work on? How can hypnosis help it? Focus on the behavioral change, working through the life experiences that contributed to the problem, working through the psychological issues behind whatever the symptom is, um, maybe giving a case study or an example. And you're really focusing on um, it's not about what that they're doing isn't working. It's about you, the hypnotherapist, treating aspects of the problem that the doctor doesn't have the time to treat. It's about acknowledging the non-physical contributing factors. Doctors treat the physical. You're treating the non-physical. So you want to point that out to them. So issues doctors deal with, high blood pressure, 
the non-physical part of that is the need for behavioral change like diet or exercise or weight loss, reduction of stress, stress management, treating, uh, giving stress um, techniques to the client that they can use, teaching them self-hypnosis or meditation. Doctors deal with sleep issues, so the non-physical part of that is oftentimes it can relate to anxiety or to having a busy mind or to worrying. It can be a result of jet lag. It can be a result of a lot going on in the person's life, again, stress or situational issues. It can be a negative association with sleep. So if you're talking to the doctor about sleep issues, um, Yes, in some cases, sleep medication may help a client to make it through a, you know, situational um, cause for sleep issues. However, sleep issues can also be caused by ongoing stress, by anxiety, by having a busy mind, by worrying, by having a a mindset of, you know, um, concern about what's going to happen in the future, that sort of thing. It could be that the client has had a negative association with sleep. So hypnosis helps to identify any of the causes of the sleep issue and work through them with your client. I wouldn't say so that medication is no longer necessary because then you're making the doctor's job obsolete and making it sound like uh, you don't believe in what they do. So you want to avoid that. Doctors work with things like heart disease and lung disease coming from smoking. So you help people with behavioral change. You help the client to understand any of the reasons why they've started smoking and work through any of those reasons. For example, a person may start smoking in order to appear cool or to manage stress or to fit in with their peers. In hypnosis, you can help reframe their beliefs about smoking so that they no longer are smoking for those reasons. A person may be smoking out of habit. You can help with behavioral change. You can help change habits. Uh, You can help the client to uh, substitute an unhealthy habit for a healthier habit. So, for example, instead of smoking, they could be drinking more water or getting more exercise or, you know, deep breathing in times of stress. So you're pointing out to the doctor the things that you're doing specifically in hypnosis to help them shift from smoking to not smoking. Doctors deal with things like depression and anxiety. So, again, you're pointing out the non-physical contributing factors such as uh, childhood events, loss and trauma, divorce, that kind of thing, that what you're doing is working on the non-physical aspect of it, the psychological or emotional aspect that needs to be resolved. Uh, As far as part two of the question, looking for uh, relevant information you can give the doctors, this really depends on what the goal is that you're addressing. So you can find articles out there on the efficacy of hypnosis for a number of different issues, um, treating tumors, smoking, weight loss, uh, fertility, all kinds of things. So again, pick a topic that you want to work in and research that specific topic. And you want to make sure, because you're going to be dealing with um, intellectuals here, academics, you want to make sure that your articles (laughs) are written for an academic, that they're not woo-woo, but they're more scientific. So they should be referenced. They should have case studies in them. They should have um, some scientific proof or scientific evidence, uh, statistics, et cetera, that support the um, the information in the article. Make sure you read through the entire article. <laughs> I have to say, I did this in the beginning of my practice. I found a couple articles where they where the first paragraph and the title would suggest hypnosis, you know, helps with 
in vitro fertilization or whatever. But then you read through the article, and the results are so minimal in that particular study that it's barely worth passing on to somebody. So make sure you read through the whole article, that the article is scientific, that the article is a professional researched article, and that it actually proves the point you're trying to make. Um, Another little sidebar about getting doctor referrals is looking at doctor specialists. So, for example, if you're really interested in working in birthing, approach gynecologists, approach pediatricians, approach anybody who works with people who have small kids or are trying to make small kids. Again, you're not stepping on the doctor's toes because you're not trying to deliver the baby. You're not saying, hey, you know that delivering babies thing you do isn't been working so well, I do it better. But you can talk to the doctor in your information about how you help prepare a woman for pregnancy or for pregnancy for birthing by helping her to be calm, by setting up cues for relaxation, um, setting up an ability to go into hypnosis so that she's able to relax throughout the birthing procedure. You can talk about reducing pain, reducing the need for intervention and medication. You can talk about the benefits of Uh, what you can help the client with after the birthing is done, so getting back into pre-pregnancy size and shape, helping her to adjust to nursing more easily, adopt the role of being a new parent more easily, um, you know, sleeping (laughs) better, that sort of thing. So, again, I wouldn't want to leave it up to the doctor to pass all this information verbally onto the client. I'd be leaving the doctor with a pamphlet or brochures that they can pass on to the client. Uh, Another one is dentists. So helping somebody with dental fear. And this is where, you know, it's easy in some of these situations to get the doctor on board because doctors lose a lot of money and time over people who are anxious patients. So, you know, some people, what you're working on when you're working on a client who has, um, about going to see the dentist is usually not pain management. It's the anxiety, the fear around seeing the dentist. So these are the people who book appointments only when it's absolutely necessary, like they've broken a tooth or they've got an abscess in their mouth, like there's some major issue. They're not going to get their teeth cleaned every six months like you're supposed to or whatever it is. Um, they're only going when they're like in dire need of a dentist. And these are people who also cancel appointments because they get so fearful at the last minute they just can't go. And that's super frustrating for the doctor who's trying to maintain a practice. First off, they're working with people who are in distress all the time, or they're losing patients because the people aren't actually showing up. So, you know, writing a letter to the doctor about how what you work on is reducing or eliminating the anxiety that a person feels around going to see a dentist, that oftentimes this stems back to having had a trauma or a bad dental experience, and now the subconscious, very simplistically put, is keeping the person from having to re-experience a similar type of trauma. So in hypnosis, you can help to identify and address whatever the trauma or experience was that is causing anxiety in the client so that they're able to be attending a dental appointment, feeling calm, feeling relaxed, feeling confident, that sort of thing. So again, you've got a cover letter for the doctor that explains what you're doing with the client, what what the symptoms are that you would be addressing and how, and then you've got an information package that they pass on to the actual clients. Okay, I think that pretty much covers it. And yeah, as far as articles, you want to make sure that you're finding things that support the point you're trying to make and that are specific to the type of goal, researched, um, documented articles. So that covers Sarah's question about how to get referrals from doctors. If you have any follow-up questions around this, please feel free to contact me. 
info at yourauthenticself.ca is probably the easiest one to get me at. Next week, I'm going to be doing a bit of a rant around charging for your services. Because I teach hypnotherapy and run a hypnotherapy association, I see a lot of hypnotherapists who are relatively new to their practice who uh, decide they're going to start out by charging very little or even giving away their services for free. And I really caution against doing that. In next week's episode, I'm going to be talking about why. Not only is that doing a disservice to your own practice and um, really shooting yourself in the foot, but it's actually doing a disservice to the whole field of hypnotherapy. So I'm going to be covering that next week. Please tune in. And every first Friday of the month is newbie question time. So if you have any questions you'd like me to answer on air, you can contact me at info at yourauthenticself.ca. You can contact me through Blog Talk Radio. And, uh, yeah, I'd be happy to answer your questions. Afterwards, if you can't catch the show live, all the the shows get stored in iTunes as well as in Blog Talk Radio. And we also have them on our cash website as well. If you are a hypnotherapist looking for an association to belong to, Cash really believes in high standards of education, providing a lot of continuing education, providing a lot of business development support for our members, and giving you a lot of really high-end, top-notch information and education so that your practice will be successful. So check us out. That's cashcanada.com. All right, take care. Bye-bye.